thank you so much for joining me. I know you have a choice. You chose my podcast, and I'm glad you did, because in my hot seat today is a gem. <laughs> is a gem, my friends. I'm telling you right now. This is like, it's like, it's almost like rags to riches. I don't know what to tell you. Like, literally somebody who started in the business 20 years ago didn't have jack shit, like nothing. Started and had the most beautiful organic growth. This was a sales rep who got her way all the way up to the top 2% in the country, by the way, is pretty much impossible to do. I didn't do it. Okay. I'm your coach, y'all, who's listening to this. I didn't make it to the top two. It's absolutely impossible. This person did it organically. Then of course, we just want to max her out every way we can by leading her group. She became a sales manager. And then as that transitioned to being awesome, she got promoted to being the county manager of Chicago Title in Las Vegas, Nevada. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Valerie, you're awesome. Thank you. Awesome. Oh my God. How so could you? Joining us today. Your energy is contagious. I can tell you, I don't know who could not be around you and not have like just a smile abundantly. You just oh. energy. I just adore you. Thank no, you. No, it's true. I mean, you give it and you put it out and then that's people, people feed off of that. So thank you because you oh, thank right you. Now. I feed off of yours too. And I got to tell you just, a, I want to publicly thank you so much. You have inspired my group of students and the people I've had you come out. You've been speakers of mine uh, before in the past and, and you do a lot for my group too and myself, and I'm grateful for you. Thank you for your support. You send me your people and I appreciate you too. So Absolutely. thank you for being here. Absolutely. Can't do it without you. You for sure. Oh, baby, thank you so much. Hey, I'm, I'm sporting it today. I, I know my podcast, you can't see, but I've got yeah. my night shirt on. All I right, my that. LB hat. Like all right, all right. I like Go it. Nights, the yeah. Yeah, yeah you're love putting it. me to shame. I've got none of that on. <laughs> I love it. You're the biggest fan in the group. Come on. Yeah, we're gonna we have to send this to Mr. Foley. I know, Bill. He's record. Okay, Mr. Um, Foley. So I- <laughs> <laughs> um. I always, I always laugh at that. I'm like, hey, Bill. No, it's Mr. Foley. Oh, okay, yes, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't I'm so that. sending him this he doesn't that, but anyway. All right. Um, so thank you for being here. We're going to pick your brain, share your brilliance with us. So thank you in advance for doing so. Appreciate it. Uh, give us a little background, you know, on your title journey. Been around for 20 years, just really had exponential growth. Give us a little color. I mean, being a county manager, that's just such I an honor. Congratulations. So proud of you. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you. I mean, I, you know, as you know, it didn't come under um, really good circumstances. So, um, but yeah, I mean, went from a sales rep at another title company, was there approximately about nine years and uh, learned a lot there and then kind of outgrew the company, felt that the FNF side was a little bit more entrepreneurial and felt like the leadership, actually, the whole reason why I came over to FNF was the leadership. They were um, so engaging and they, the fact that I could even have a conversation with them at that point as a sales rep was really a game changer. And I can tell you that other title companies, other big title companies equal to us in size um, or not equal, but you know, it relevant in size that you don't get that access. You don't get to see the, the senior leadership role. You don't get to have access to them. You don't get to have right. meetings with them. So that was a game changer coming over to the FNF side. And so I came over as a sales rep to Chicago title under Eric Klein. And um, he just, you know, just believed in me and, and kind of nurtured me and in terms of what I needed for growth. I, I came from a title company that had a lot of resources, a lot of stuff and came to, uh, I think when I left, uh, they were number one, this title company was like number one in market share. And we were like 13. <laughs> so nobody could understand why I made the move, but I felt like I wanted to be part of the growth and oh. I felt that I could be part of the growth and I felt that I could help this company. I knew that if I ever wanted to make a difference in life that, you know, I had to step outside my comfort zone and challenge myself. And that was a big challenge because my husband was like, whoa, like, what are you doing? Like, this is, you know, this is a big step. And I said, yeah, I said, and you know, you're looking at the numbers going they're you know, they're here, we were there and like, why, but I just really believed in our leadership at the time. And, um, and I still do, but the, the people that, you know, actually came forward and it just made a difference. And to this day, I still stand behind that leadership. So from the sales then, um, you know, went into the sales manager role and then just recently into the county manager role. So, 
you know, there's, it's, it hasn't been a, you know, it looks like it's been a linear process, but it, it really hasn't. It's kind of, you know, you step forward two, you step back three, you step forward, you know, three, you step back two, you kind of keep going up and up, but um, really just fortunate to be able to, to be the county manager at this stage in my life. Cause I, I was super happy as a sales manager. So, you, and you kicked ass as a sales manager too. I just, I, that. I love, I love, love, love sales. I will always have my heart and I, I don't want to lose that component of my business. And I don't want to lose that component of, of who I am. Cause I do believe that that is embedded in me, but I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone and learn this county manager role. And it's tough. I wake up every morning with Jesus because I'm like, please, Lord, help me, like help me. Cause I, I, I get sick to my stomach every morning going, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea where I'm going. I, you know, I mean, I have a vision, but, and I have goals, but I, I don't, it's something that I just am unfamiliar with. It's I love that you say that because guys, this is a nugget, right? Listeners, this is a nugget. I'll tell you why. Because we think you got we you have it all going on all oh. figured out. This is what people don't understand as they're learning, growing, and what their position is. I had it all figured out later in my career as a sales rep, not in the beginning. God, 25 years ago, I was on a hot mess. Yeah. But when I got to be a coach, you know, in this role, I coached prior to and, and that this, but eight, eight years, I felt the same way. And I prayed to Jesus too. He's probably like, What's up with you on battle? All in prayers. Get your shit together. You're gonna figure it out. Okay, yeah, what's going on? I had the same prayer growing, going up, you know, that was like, oh shit. Like, like this is different. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. I was great in sales. That's irrelevant. You gotta be a great coach. You gotta be a great county manager. Like it's different. I get it. You know, it's so funny. I, I, I gotta tell you a story the other day. I was super frustrated on something that happened and, uh, and my husband actually, I came home and I was really frustrated over something. And, and he said, you know, he said, you've always been super successful at everything you've ever done. He said, but it didn't happen overnight. He said, so you're beating yourself up over something that you're still learning. He goes, you haven't proven shit yet. (laughs) He said, so what do you need to do? And I'm like, I need to be humble. He's like, you need to be humble. You need to listen. You need to be coachable. Right. So I'm, I'm taking all that in because I came from the sales background of like, I know, I, I know what to do. I know how to target. I know what I need to do every day. I know where I fall short. Like I, you know, but now I'm in this role of like, I am just lost. And, but thankfully, you know, we've got some really good mentors and it's kind of like who you surround yourself with is, is who you are, right. You're the sum of the, the company you keep. So I try to now in this role, I have to surround myself with people that are in this position that have been in my shoes and understand what I'm feeling to kind of raise me up. Whereas before, you know, I was, I, I, I knew, I already, you know, I have, we were in a mastermind group with a sales a group of sales managers and I'm super comfortable there and I love them and they're like family, but you know, now I've got to, I got to go to another group of mentors that are going to guide me and help me and lift me up day by day. And so that's kind of been my saving graces every morning. I, I'll text one of them and go, you got a sec? And yeah. yeah. And they'll say, absolutely. And I pick up the phone. I'm like, so what should my day look like today? You know, it's simple as that. Like I'm being very vulnerable. Like, what do I do today? Like, I, I know what I need to do, but what should I be doing? And what did you do? Or what did you, what could you have done when you first started that you wish you would have started? And so that's kind of what I'm doing now is I'm reaching out to all the county managers in other states and just say, help me. Like, what would you do on Monday? What would you do on Tuesday? What do you do on Wednesday? What did you plan for for the month? What did you do for the holidays? What did you do for employees? Like, you know, what do you, what do you do for commissions? And I'm just asking, 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 asking. And then as you're asking, they're, they're, they're so willing to help when you ask. When you, and just like you, right? Somebody reaches out and they ask you for help what's the first thing you want to, you want to, you want to help them, right? Like nobody's ever going to say, no, I'm not, I don't want to help you. So you just have to be vulnerable and open and really kind of just able to accept, right? The help. Cause I, I, I need the help. (laughs) You guys need to, you guys need to rewind this. All all the people that are struggling and all the people that are new and all the people are like, oh my God, I want to grow and be at the top. You got to rehear this because they really think everybody at the top has it figured out and everybody who's been successful in one area in their life, they just have it all figured out. Like this is real nuggets being dropped right here, right now. Like I appreciate your vulnerability because 
people are grow we grow up in this business like I was born in the 90s in this business where it's like you do it perfect you got everything together you keep it together nobody sees that you crumble nobody sees that you mm-hmm. cry nobody sees that you're you don't know which yeah. way to go this is the real piece see this is let's loving you up faster than the person who is putting up the wall, like your husband gave oh, yeah. you great advice. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he was just like, you know, be humble yeah. and we do best and, and accept learning. Yeah. You know, I, I, I keep pitching this on every podcast. Like people are probably, you know, just over it by now, but I'm not, and I'm going to keep saying it. When I interviewed the MMA fighter, JD Burns, he said, cause I asked him when you're in the ring and you get knocked out after you've just been trying for a year and you lose, how do you handle it? And he's like, I don't, I don't lose. I, got- I either win or I learn. Yeah. Oh, and that's this. Yeah. Right. You're not, your frustration is like, I'm not winning at this yet because you're a winner, Val. Let's get straight. You. Well, I think that's your career. You know, the hard part is like everybody fails, right? Everybody fails. Well, I think that failure is learning, right? I think that, that when you, when you fail, it's the amount of time that you stay down is the, is, is the, is, is the big piece. It's the bigger piece, right? Yeah. The one yeah. that, that elevates you because everybody yeah. gets knocked down. Every leader, every top producer, every person that's on top has been knocked down over and over and over and over. But it's the amount of time that they stay down is really the differential, right? It's, it's ah. you know, did you, did you stay down? Did you, are you going to sulk about it? Are you going to create animosity? Are you going to gossip about it? Are you going to, you know, are you going to do something about it? Other than like, you know, try to nurture yourself and get back up and start again yep. and learn from it. Like, what did you do? Like in this role right now, every day is a learning process. I, I walk in and I get hit with something that I don't know. And I just sit there and I'm like, okay, what, what do I need to know? How do I, how can I learn from it? Who can I call? You know, what's the best message? How can I, how can I navigate this in the best? Like, cause I've learned, you know, silence sometimes is power. Sometimes you need yeah. to be silent yep. in order to exude a little bit of, I hate to say power, but it sometimes silence is best, right? And oh, it is. As I would say, person. I say to you, work in silence, let your success oh, make noise. 100%. I will say this 100%. also, we're going to turn the tables for a second because we're going to flip it. Now you're the person that these people want to listen to in the sense of you were in the top yeah. two. Yeah. You know, there are granular, like what real true granular things, the ingredients that it took for you to get there because just like the you're making your calls to the yeah. county managers that have it down i'm calling you girl what yeah. did you do yeah. seriously because people are listening going i would do anything to be in your shoes well you know what i i it's it's so cliche but it, it's not crowded at the top it, really, it is Here, not mic drop mic drop yeah it is not crowded. I mean, going the extra mile is not crowded at all. Like everybody does the minimum. Everybody does the expect the expected amount that the company expects you to do. But what is what is going above and beyond? Like, say you're your company, like we did an initiative of having calls and we said, hey, can you guys make 10 calls a day? Right. 10 calls. What if you made 20 calls a day in this market? If you're not doubling down on what you what you should be doing, then you're not succeeding. You're, you're just kind of, you're going to the wayside, right? You're just kind of, you're riding the market, but if you're not doubling down on everything that you should be doing, so double your calls, double your office visits, double your activity, double your CRM presence, double your social media presence, everything is double, double, double. You have to double down and you have to be consistent. So just because you go hard one week, you don't take the next week off right? Like you keep going. And even when you have success, you keep going. You have to constantly keep going. A lot of reps in this business, well, I could see the activity. They're going so hard. And then I won't hear from them for a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, wonder what happened. Like, I, not that they're not working, but I'm like, I wonder like, you know, is everything okay? So I, I always tend to get a little nervous when I see a lot of activity and then it goes condensed, a lot of activity, then it goes condensed. Like that t- type of inconsistency doesn't work either. You've got to be consistent and just do the work every day. And in this market, unfortunately, that's the minimum. I mean, what was once, you know, the minimum on an, and you got orders to the door because we had the orders now you have to double down and exceed just to get the minimum of your share. 
And so when, when as a county manager, I see like the numbers now and, and I have to make some really hard decisions, I'm looking at like everybody who's going above and beyond, who's looking at the company's best interests, who's helping each other, like all of that matters in this environment right now. And so, you know, the, the best part is, is you guys, you guys have you, you have, I mean, I've got, I've got several reps in your program and the accountability is huge. And so if you're not in your program, I mean, you, I don't even know how they succeed because you have to have an accountability partner. You have to have someone holding you accountable other than yourself. I mean, it's just, you can't do it alone and you can't, you can't, when you get to the top, you're not alone. Like you do have a tribe of people that help get you there, but you also need that support to kind of keep you going when you get knocked down. And so you have to have a tribe around you to build you back up. So you're absolutely right about that. You're right. And I like how you said you go the extra mile, which leads me into the fact that you are a person when you and I met the very first time within two seconds, I'm like, this girl goes after killer mega targets. That's the bulk of her success is that you have a fearless mindset around people who are big, massive producers, big teams, yeah, big, big teams. And that is a national breakdown where people freeze up. Yeah. I'm not good enough. I'll never give them what Val does. I'll yeah. never be able to do the, you know, they have talked themselves out of it. So they don't yeah. call them. They go to the low hanging fruit. Please. You have to tell us right now, straight up. There's so much anxiety around this. What yeah. do we have to do? You to know what's those crazy targets? is with megas, not a lot of reps target them for that exact reason, because they they're don't. afraid of them. They're afraid of them. So what you think is an active target or everybody's targeting them, you know, they're actually, they're not targeted in, in an efficient manner. Like they'll get the calls, they'll get the emails, they'll get the texts, but do they actually like get to be pursued like a target? I would say nine times out of 10, no. They don't. But the best thing, you know, I mean, I love Megas and, I, and the reason why I love Megas is because I, I very, I, I love admiring them. I love being around people who are successful because I want to elevate my game. So when you first go to them, you're just, you know, it could be a, a compliment of like, I admire you from afar, right? I mean, in fact, I pulled out my notes. I was kind of cracking up because I was typing up notes for this podcast. And I actually um, pulled out notes from 2020 when I think we last did this. And the, the message is the exact same that I use today, except... Um, you know, I have to tell you a funny story with this, but they, they are a different breed because they're busy, right? They don't have time for nonsense. So going up to them and just saying, or at an event, or if you call them, I mean, compliment them, just say, I've admired you from afar. You are the type of person that I want to do business with. You are, you are perfect for our culture. I am going to work with you someday. I'm not going to take away from the relationship you're in right now, but at some point we're going to work together. So over the next year, I'm going to work really hard to show you my value so that I can get to work with you someday. So very selfish reasons. And I just respect and admire you. And then leave it at that. Like oftentimes you'll see a top producer, like they're dumbfounded because if, what are they going to say? Like, Thank you. Like, yeah, you know, right. Uh, Yeah, they're, they're actually, they're very humbled and they're just like, oh my gosh, thank you. Yes. I'm super loyal to such a session. I'm like, I, I know, and I know who you work with and they're a great team. And, but I just want to let you know, I admire you for so many reasons and here's why. And I, and I name it, you've been in the business this amount of time. You carry yourself with the utmost respect. You do X amount of transactions. I noticed that you have a team and the way you conduct yourself amongst the team. I noticed that a couple of the signings that you were on the buy side that you actually showed up. Not a lot of agents show up. There's so much that we mirror each other in the way that I do business that at some point I'm going to work with you. And so I'll say that to them just to compliment them, to let them know, like, I see you. I want to work with you. I want to work with like-minded people. So how do you do that? Like you emulate them, you show up you call early, you dress the part, right? You don't, you don't, you don't stay away from them. You attack them head on as if they were like, you know, they're the top prospect. So why not go after them? And why not you? Like, why, why do we have to have this confidence of like, I can't do it. You are good. You're good enough. You've got the best tools and the best company and the best leadership and the best coaching. Why not you? If not you, someone else. That's why right. Not you? 
right? So I always go in with, why not me? Like, am I not that good? Like, who's better? No, there's nobody. And I just, no, that's me. It's me. And so sometimes you have to have that little pep talk as, as to like, why you? And then you go at them with a, a, a sense of like, I just want to help. Like, I notice, you know, I noticed your online presence didn't have this. I noticed your reviews didn't show up on the top SEO. I could help you with that. I noticed your website didn't have the lead capture. Hey, you know, when you're targeting Omega, like send them things, like send them the core fat cards on their current listings with the lead capture and say, hey, I just saw this at a convention, not not with your brokerage, but another top producer from another person out of state. And they their ROI on this was huge. Thought you might want to give it a try in your next mailing and then just text it to them. And then after that, like if they don't respond or they respond, say thank you, then send them a farm, like a likely seller. Like, hey, I know you guys are doing open houses. If your team's doing open houses, here's the calling farm around such and such. Or do you need a calling farm around such and such? And then leave it at that. Hey, I noticed like your reviews didn't come up. Like when I Googled your name, it was pretty far down on the search engine. Wouldn't it be cool if you're, you know, somebody typed in your name and you showed up immediately. Like I have a tool that could show you that. And I never tell them the tool. I never, ever, ever talk about a tool, but I talk about resources that can help them, you know, or, you know, my favorite is um, we have top producers talk to our, our agents all the time. Would you be willing to speak as a top producer panel and no obligation to you, but it gets you in front of a room for possible recruiting for building your team. Would you, would you be interested? Nine times out of 10, they were like, yes, 100% because you're stroking their ego, right? Like that's Mm -hmm. kind of like what they, they love. And, you know, if you're not going to lead generate, recruit, save them time and money, like really, those are the only four things that they care about. So you have to you have to hit on those. Um, if they're building a team, like, can I help train them? You know, that if we have this amazing farming, do they know how to work their SOI? Can I come in and do that? Can I alleviate some of that pain from you? Can I not pain, but you don't say pain, but can I alleviate some of that work for you? Like, I, I know you're loyal to such and such, but I want to come in and help you. If you come from the place of help, a top producer innately gives you business and they start second guessing the relationship that they're in. And all you're wanting them to do is second guess that relationship. You're not there to bash the relationship. You're not there to say, we're great. Here's why they're with someone because they obviously have a relationship. So you don't want to ever tear down that relationship. And I don't ever ask them. I never want to know, like, why do you use such and such? I've never asked. You know that? 20 years. I I never never asked someone and people do that. I'm like, it's irrelevant. They give good Gold bars, they massage their feet, they pick up their dry cleaners. I don't, yeah. it's irrelevant. I agree 100%. So I never ask because you're reiterating and reaffirming in their own words why they're using that person. So for me, I just want to, I want to create that little doubt. I want to plant that seed as to like, God, my title company doesn't do this or my rep doesn't do this. Or, you know, there's all these things that you can do to just create doubt. And once you create that doubt, there lies don't. the opportunity. Yeah, there lies the opportunity. So you just, you keep on, you keep on, you're consistent and you stay on them. And I would say narrow the megas down to three tops, like only call on three. And because you're doing so much extra work for the three, like you're creating the postcard and you're texting it to them, you're creating a list and you're texting it to them, or you're even like all these extra things that take time that you're not going to get anything from immediately. Like it's not going to be It's not a short-term win, but it's going to be a long-term win. So focus on three, you're going to get one and then move on to the next. Focus on three, you're going to get one, move on to the next. Next thing you know, you've got, if you've got five megas, those megas are running you busy. They will create your bulk and then you backfill it with all the the mid-tier agents because if a mega goes down, you don't want to take a hit. You still want to have the back right. of the other agents. That's smart. So, they would talk a little bread yeah. and butter-ish because those are yeah. kind of bread and butter, those fillers. You, you have to have fillers. Yeah. And, and remember, fillers. remember well, California and Washington, you guys can't do that. You right. can't do the texting other thing. It's the other states out there in the world that are listening to this. But in California, Washington, there is a strategic plan you can do in substituting, setting out the postcard. And we could talk about that. Right. Or can you talk about like, hey, I got the best ROI postcard. I yes. Mean, yeah. Oh. Uh, like just even talk about it on a text. No. You can't even. Okay. Title so, and escrow right. only. So Washington, uh, California. 
Um, so, I mean, on stuff like that, then I guess you got to go deeper with like, what, what are they, you know, what, are, what can you help with on those? That's right. What are your pain points? Yeah. Because there was a gal out of California and I can't remember her name. God forbid. I hope she's not in your program because I feel bad, but I interviewed her and, uh, she was amazing. And so we talk about California and she went into the prelim, like no other, like, she was, she was able to, I, I, all of us were just like, our mouths were wide open because we had no idea what she would say. She was talking like a title officer, right? And I guess in California, they're, they're like title officers, but she took it a step further. And she actually was like the title officer, like, you know, where most reps get the business and then they have the title officer and they get whatever she was talking, like she gets the prelim sent to her. Then she dissects the prelim, then sends it to the agent and then says, well, Hey, here's what I found and here's the obstacles. So she's basically doing like the escrow officer, you know, that I was. Yeah, see, I don't love that to be honest because I never looked at one prelim. I was in LA, California, not one. I have let them do their job, but a lot of reps who are veterans have been around a long time. It's a bit of their niche because back in those days they had no tools. Right. So they did all that. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and some people are like, they've done it for so long. Their, their agents like desired and those top producers love it, right. but it's risky. It is if you're risky. wrong. Right. Well, th- here's what I would offer because in a, in a world, like when we were talking about core fact and data finder and all these things prospect now that we have, right. That they don't have, why don't you just learn something new? Like if you learn something new in California that you could help your agents with, it doesn't have to be a product or a tool. And I'm, I'm saying for us, it's a product or a tool because that's the easiest to talk about, but when, when she was talking about that and we couldn't relate because we were like, oh my God, like the title and the escrow officer do that. And we were sitting there just in all of her knowledge. Now she was, she's a veteran, but I, I was in all of that because I thought that's something that if I was in, if I were to go to California and I had to learn something new, I would probably want to learn a few things about title like that. I would never had to learn before. So I guess the point is, is like, find out whatever it is that separates you and and go the extra mile with it and kind of, and always be a learner. Right. I mean, you, I love that. Leader, yeah. You have to learn. You have to constantly be open to learning. I mean, every single day I learn and I'm constantly learning and I never feel that I have something mastered. No you, way. I would tell my students that 25 years later, I'm still learning every single yeah. day. Here's my thing. Like we're going to stop learning when we're six feet under. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like until then, Let's keep doing this whole thing. I want to ask you this, because I think this is a little misnomer. Like people are a little lost on this. I'm going to ask you like a a basic question in your world. But for the listeners, there's a lot of people that they're confused by this. What do megas want? (laughs) So if there was a mega, we had Frank on. We had Frank on, Valerie. Yeah. You know, if Frank's with us, what does he want right now in this market? What does he want? Well, uh... You know, it's so funny. So before I reached out, um, I reached out to a couple of megas before this. And I just said, hey, in this market today, because I knew that you were going to ask that. I said, <laughs> what, what, what is it that a sales exec can do for you? Or and knowing that they don't, you don't currently use them, right? Like what, what would grab you right now? And they said the same thing that it was before, a consistency. Be consistent, show up, show us something new, but not only show us something new, but actually give us why it worked because a lot of times they, they said that, well, the, today for exact, um, the example today was I feel that the title exec come in and they throw up all these new tools and they, you know, they, they kind of throw up on us and then they leave and then they leave it to us to kind of figure out like how it works. And then we sign up for stuff and then we don't use it. Take one and show us how it works and see us through it. Right. Or in, 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 uh, as it relates to Omega, you're constantly just showing them new, new things out there. So, you know, that's where the network comes in handy. I think with you, with elite coaching, like you guys have a network of megas in every, right. In every demographic. So, you know, have a mega from another mega, from Omega come to your territory on zoom and teach what's worked for them. Right. And, and every time you're doing a Zoom or a meeting with a mega, you're learning as to what they need, like you're learning. But the crazy part is they all do the same thing. They just do it well and consistently. They just stay consistent. There's no secret to real estate. There's no secret to what we do. 
the, the secret is being consistent, showing up and doing the work. There's no, there's no shortcut. I hate to say it. Like people come in and they're like, I want to do X amount, you know, in short amount of time. You, you could definitely do that, but you got to put in the work. Are you willing to make X amount of calls? Are you willing to send out on your CRM? Are you, you know, the other thing is when you talk to Omega, you can't talk to Omega if you're not doing that work yourself. Like CRM. If you, if they work off of a CRM, do you work off a of CRM? They work off of a dialer. Do you work off of a dialer? They have text messaging blasts. Do you do text messaging blasts? They have email campaigns. Do you have email campaigns? Do they have mailers? Do you have mailers? Everything that they do, you should do. And right. you should do it to them. I mean, because that, they're going to then say, hey, what system did you use? Because that's the one thing that I got all the time is, the agent would call go, Hey, I saw, I got your postcard. Like, what did you, what, what was that? Or how did, what, how did you, one, how did you get my home address? Two, how did you like, why did you choose that card? Three, like the value is wrong. And I would always say, but it made you look right. And now I have a lead capture that shows that you went on and look. So now I can follow up with you. And then they're always like, Oh crap. Yeah, you're right. Or when I text them, they always respond back with, hey, that's so cool. What system is that? Oh. Or is this is this a is this a system or is this individual? Because Omega calls bullshit every single time. Omega knows when they're being prospected. So Omega will always write back going, is this really you or is this a system? <laughs> and they they do it to me all the time because I like to show them like, hey, yeah, this is this is the reach app, or this is the switchboard app, or this is, you know, um, hit them up app or, or, Hey, no, I use prospect now to get that list or, Hey, batch leads is, is where it's at now to get the, you know, information. I mean, you could do so much stuff, but if you're not doing what they're doing and you're not mirroring them, then they really, they'll look at you as irrelevant. So you have to be relevant to them. So to mirror them, like if they're a caller, call them. If they're a texter, text them. If they're, if you see that they prospect on an SOI basis, send them ideas for SOIs. Like you could just, you could, you know, all that one by going to their office and seeing them two by their social media presence, like what kind of stuff they do for their network. You could see by their website, like how they're doing lead captures. You could, you could learn a lot just by observing them for a little bit. And then, you know, then you're throwing stuff out there and then seeing what sticks, right? Because the answer is no. So right now the answer is no. So you want to get to the yes. And so how many no's does it take to get to the yes? You know, so that's, that's for me, it's like, there's no pressure with Omega because it's always no, it's always no, 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 but no, right now I'm going to get to that. Yes. That's right. No right now. And so for me, it's like, how many no's can I get to, to get to the final? Yes. And that's why it's, it's almost like fun. I've got a rep and I, and you know who this rep is. Um, and she, she is so much like me in so many ways. She, she lives for the hunt and the kill. Like she just like loves to hunt and loves to hunt and then goes for the kill. And so she always like text me and go, let's go hunting, let's go hunting. You know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like, Cause she loves to be able to attack and kind of get the nose out of the way. Like she gets it, you know, but, and I have others that are equally as good that don't do that. Don't want to do that. And they, they want to do it purposefully like they want to send the text and they want to send the email and they want to send the calls totally fine as long as you're consistent but you do at some point have to pick up the phone you do at some point have to talk to them you do I think that's the the biggest thing is to make sure you know that you're you know you you have to embrace the rejection right you have to embrace the suck as Dabo Sweeney would say you have to that's so true. You know, you are a mega wizard in my opinion, Aww. just because I've, I've talked and interviewed and coached and worked with all over the nation, thousands of people, truly Valerie, you always come up in my conversations because people are like, I don't have the mega thing down yet. I'm like, I have a wizard you should talk to. And thank you for all the talking to that you have done. Cause I've seen you, you people that, that want to pick your brain and talk to you because what you're doing to County managers right now, yeah. they're doing to you. Yeah. because you're so brilliant and you've got this thing down. So you just oh. dropped nugget over nugget. So thank you so much. Cause that was amazing. Yeah. You know, um, the other thing is you're really good about 
when you lose clients, you know, through 20 years, there's going to be people. I lost people. And I love your whole like lost client campaign. Yeah. And the fact that you're like, just because I lost you right now doesn't mean I ain't getting you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like your mindset is so right. Some people, when they lose their clients, they're devastated. They yeah. think it's over forever. Yeah. You've done some cool <laughs> shit and you send it to me. And I'm not going to say yeah. it unless you do, but give us a little color on how you're handling those lost clients. Yeah. I mean, we lose clients. That's why you have to prospect. I mean, it's, it's just the name of the game. I mean, I, I like to say that I keep all my clients. I don't, I mean, it's, it's I didn't either. various. Yeah. It's for various reasons why they leave. And so the prospecting is, is a must and that's, you know, first and foremost, but yeah, I mean, you could do so many fun things when you lose them because when you lose them again, you don't have them. Right. I feel like there's more pressure on a client when you have them because you have to keep them and you have to protect them. So you're on the defense versus the offense. So I, I played basketball um, in college. And so I I'm big on sports analogies with, as it relates to basketball. So I always felt like when you have a client, you're 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 working defense because everybody's coming at them. You're trying to up your game. You're trying to keep them. You're doing more work for them because you have them. But when you lost them, it's like, oh, man, what did we do? Like you it's almost like you have to take a step back and go, what did we learn? Right. Like, what did we learn from this? Like after the emotions are gone, because there's the emotions are, are very heightened for a while and you just have to sit back and say, all right, I'm going to get you back now. I'm going to get you back and here's how I'm going to do it. So, you know, we did fun videos for the longest time and the videos were so fun because the unit gets involved and the unit, you know, gets to participate. So I'll, I'll send, I think you have it, but we'll send you some yeah. of the videos, but it's simple stuff like, Hey, miss you, you know, thinking about you still, you know, still plan to work with you someday. I, you know, if you ever, if the door ever opens again, I'm here. And then I keep them on a, a B campaign. So there's like an A campaign, a B campaign and a C campaign. So an A campaign is like your VIPs, like they get everything. They get the best information first. They get state-of-the-art stuff. They get demographics. They get what, like they just get stuff that nobody else gets. And then the B campaign is people that you're trying to get, but you don't necessarily have them. I put them in the B campaign. Okay. So I still drip on them. I still give them stuff. I like, you know, touch them on text and email and phone calls and still try to get personal with them and, and make it personal, you know, because it is personal, right? I mean, you have to get really personal and granular with them. That's what I loved about your video. You guys, the video that I saw, it was like, we miss you, Mike. Yes. Mike, hello. We miss you. Yeah, That's we want you I'm back. Like, we want you back. Yeah, and it was Michael Jackson. We want you back with Michael Jackson. Yeah. And they, she clipped all the people yeah. that Mike worked with and yeah. people Mike didn't even work with. Yeah. It was just that all this love poured out for him and they used his name. Yeah. That was so clever. It was so good. And she and the, the rep that did this was like, she was amazing. I mean, she's amazing at tech, but it was, I think it was done on Canva. I mean, it was simple as Canva. It wasn't, you know, any, we didn't hire a videographer. I think she took it on her phone. And then I think another one did it, a very similar one, but they did it on the iPhone. <coughs> Sorry, there's my yeah. cough. I was trying to hold back my cough. Um, but she did it on iPhone and um, and it was equally. And just a quick, and the other thing with Megas too, as it pertains to Megas, don't, anything you send them has got to be short. It's got to be very brief. Don't send them anything long. Don't send them long emails. Don't send them long voicemails. It's short to the point, quick, like tell them what they need to know and get off the phone. And if you do get an appointment with Omega, make sure you stick to the time frame. Like I've asked for 15 minutes. I'm, you know, thank you for your time. And most of the time they'll say, no, 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 you're good. And then after 30 minutes, just say, I have taken up so much of your time. I so appreciate you. You know, you've given me an extra 15. I'm going to let you get back to your work. You're showing them how your time is valuable yeah. too. So that's very important is actually showing Omega like the respect for their time. And that's why I also have a problem like with our reps that go around and they, they do the rounds. I'm like, what, what's the rounds? Like, why do you, why are you doing rounds? And they're like, well, I, you know, I'm just going to pop in and see. That means you've got no appointments on your own. That means that you're not doing anything yourself. Like, and you're disrupting an agent who's there to work. And so do you want to be that disruptor? And so kind of part of that is like really have a plan when you go out in the field and make sure, because when you have appointments in offices and that's the thing is have the appointments in the office. So other agents yes. in the office with those agents, and then they're kind of curious as to what, what were they working with? Like, what are they working on? 
you know, have an appointment. So they see you and then walk out, just wave at them and, and leave. Like, don't ever, don't stop to, how you do it? Just wave and keep going. And when they see you do that over and over, there's a little bit of intrigue as to, huh, yes. like she hasn't stopped by to see me. She's not hounding me. But when you call, you show that level of respect too of time because time is very, very important to a top producer and they're a top producer for a very good reason. So mm-hmm. you have to respect their time. Love that. Love that so much. Um, the, the, these, these small little, I know, I don't, I'm sorry. They're so important though. They're not talked about enough. Like right now the, the people are just sponging this up because it's those things, it's that Intel that is gigantic. So thank you for that. Cause that matters, you know, um, there's, there's a lot of new people that, are, that have come into the business over the years. You know, right now, uh, some are falling out. You know, it's just a market that's happening that way. But there's some new people, there's some gems that are new that have come into the business. Either they were in sales prior or they were an escrow officer or they were something, but they're new to title sales. And so right now, like my thing to you with this shifting market, can you give them like a solid pep talk right now? Like shoot, uh-huh. shoot them straight. If I'm like, you got two sentences, shoot these guys straight. What advice do you have about uh-huh. gaining traction in this kind of market? You know what? You're in the best market right now because everybody is running scared. So like right now is your time to shine. So show up, be consistent, actually be positive, be positive because this, this market isn't going to stay like this forever. And so if you're doom and gloom when you're out there and you, and you mirror that, that if you mirror their feeling, then they're, they're going to feed off of that and they're going to run the opposite direction. So you come in with an action plan. You come in with like, Hey guys, there's still deals being done. Pull the numbers every day. How many transactions were still done? Yeah. It's not, it's not thousands where we were at, but it's X amount. So those people are still buying and selling. So why not you? So here's what I suggest. Like, here's a plan. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? And, and, you know, a lot of it with the farming, I would get really strategic with the farming. I mean, farming is so I think underrated in our business if you dissect a farm for an agent and just, you know, tell them stats of, hey, did you know, you know, Eagle Hills has X amount of turnover ratio, like that would probably be something good to look at. Did you know that this subdivision had, and we find that all from our customer service department, right? Like there's nothing that we can do it in live farm, we can do it in prospect now, but typically we just get it in our own customer service. You could pull like, you know, how many cash transactions were there last month? Like, did you know that there were X amount of cash transactions? Where are those coming from? Are they coming from a certain area? Like you could talk about walled garden. Like you really have to come in with a plan and kind of show them the way out of this rut, which is through activity. You have to have activity to be able to break the cycle of like, you know, getting depressed and, and really falling into the market. So if you're active, and you're staying re- proactive versus reactive, you're going to come out of it and you're going to be ahead of the rest because right now everybody's scrambling. Everybody's trying to figure out what to do. Everybody's like, you know, they don't have their systems in place. And, and you sense that. And I sense it now I'm getting more calls from sales execs and escrow officers, escrow officers wanting to come over because they're that sense of desperation. And it worries me because I'm like, well, we've got our own escrow officers that we want to feed, but why are you so afraid right now? Like now you should be doubling down on your, on your clients and on your calls. And that service of those files that you have should be the best service that you've ever given. Right? Like, so double down with your escrow unit and say, who do we have on tap right now? Who's signing? What can we do for them? Like, can I call and give them an update? Can we be proactive instead of reactive on the file? Like, what can I do to help you ladies? And especially if there's downsizing right now with, you know, a lot of the cuts going on with the company and, you know, bodies are down, you know, go to the units and say, what can I help with? Can I make some calls to agents to give them an update? Can you show me how to do that? Like, what are the, what are the five agents that I can call today to give an update on and get a list from them and then sit down in a, in a unit and do that. Like that's, that's huge right now. I mean, I think being, being showing relevancy and showing that you're still, doing business and that you're staying consistent, you're going to be, you're going to come out. I mean, you're going to come out ahead. And I know that, you know, Lisa, you've been through this. I've been through this. This is my third market shift. It doesn't last. Nothing lasts forever. Just when we were in the height of COVID and everything was great. I kept saying, this isn't going to last. (laughs) I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I was like, got to save money because this is not going to last. And we're making so much money right now that let's just, let's just tuck it away. Right. Tuck it away. Yeah. So now I'm like, 
I feel this sense of calmness because I, I'm trying to get all our systems in place. Mm-hmm. We're getting our the client list. We're doing the, the Christmas cards. We're doing all the things that we always rushing to do at the end of the year because we don't have time. Now we have time. So mm-hmm. just do it and do it well and be methodical and, and be, you know, be strategic on who you target. Who do you admire? Who do you want to work with? Who do you like, you know, I mean, who you want to work with is everything, right? So target those people now and, and help them. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what I would say is just stay consistent, put your head down, eliminate the noise. Don't, don't, uh, don't look at social media all day. I would put a timer on it and stay off social media and, and do your check-ins and checkouts, but right. Purposeful, purposeful social media business purpose only. I say 30 minutes a day business post, you know, commenting or posting only don't be distracted. You can only be, be yep. Yeah. Focus you, or that, distracted. That, that's that my big messaging right now. That and TikTok, like, oh my, I, I yes, just, oh my god, I deleted TikTok because I found myself. Next thing you know, it was like an hour in. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, I then know. I to my stomach because I did. I was falling behind on stuff. I was like, this is ridiculous. So deleted it. Don't have it. And so eliminate the noise Mark. right now for sure. Let me say this: You are very motivating. You are extremely passionate. You have a drive like I, I is very rare. Where where do you get your hustle from? Ah, uh, people doubting probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, yeah. I think I always you know I don't know I I why not me. You know, I I don't ever want to have regrets in this life. I don't ever want to, to, I want to go to God and say, at the end of the day, I gave you everything you gave me. I gave it all. I gave everything you gave me and I used it all. So I, why not me? You know, Mm, so when I, and, and I, I say that with, with an open heart because every day I get up and I'm like, Oh God, (laughs) I'm like, I, and I think I told you, I'm like, Lisa, we got to do this podcast soon. I might get fired because you're so silly, but I, it's like, I, you know, I, I go to bed every night saying, use me, use me as your vessel. And I want to, I want to give everything you gave me. So if this is all that you've have to give me, then I'm going to do the best that I can with it. And so really it's probably a lot of spiritual it's, it's being, you know, very spiritual based and having a close foundation to, to the man above. And my boys will tell you, like they get frustrated with me sometimes because they want to talk and I'm like, save it to the, you know, tell it to the man upstairs, you know, cause he, you know, put no trusted man, but always to the man upstairs because he will give me that strength. And I don't, you know, mean to get off of a, a Bible thing here, but I think you have to find the meaning, whatever motivates you, you have to find that and you have to find the peace and you have to find the solidarity to, to let you see straight every day. And, and I think, you know, everybody has their place of where they go. For me, it's like I get up in the morning and if I know that I'm going to have tough conversations, I'll, I'll listen to some spiritual stuff. Like I get on a podcast, I'll listen to some spiritual stuff. I listen to Ed Milet when I want to get fired up, right? I want I listen to Tony Robbins when I want to get fired up. But I want to, you know, if there's, if there's something that I'm trying to learn about, I go to my audible books of like Good to Great or Atomic Habits because those, those two books in the audible sections, you can hear a little bit and go, yes, like that's a good one. Like that's a good one. Um, you know, constantly learning, you have to learn. I, I used to, you know, be really hard on myself because I don't read a lot, but now I, I do via audible and I don't, uh, and I learn so much via audible. So I have a nugget for you actually. And yeah. hey, listeners, you can have it too. There's a new app called Blinkist. Have you heard of it? Oh, Blinkist takes all these awesome books wraps the whole thing up in 15 minutes. No way. Yes. It's sick. $99 a year, $8.99 a month. You get the whole gist. Oh, I love that. Of any book. Yeah. Right. I'm a, I'm a super, super audible fan. I've got books endlessly. So thank you for sharing some of your favorites because it's important for people to, to hear that and listen, you know, um, I wanted to say, I'm, I have one quick question to ask you and then my final question. So my quick question is, 
you know, you moved up the chain quickly being employee here over, you know, 11 years, which is awesome. And it's great for listeners and people who are people listen to this podcast that don't work here, Val. It's important for us to kind of say we we like to empower within. We like to grow our people to move up. Um, how does someone like move up the chain? Easy. Um, lead without the title. Lead without the title. And then my next thing would say. My favorite verse, it's on my Facebook page, is uh, a candle loses nothing by lighting another. So think about that. Like I, in my early years, I used to think everything that I learned and everything that I had was mine. Like I didn't want to share because I was like, I don't want them to have the advantage as to what I'm doing. I was the same way. And what I learned was it didn't matter. People weren't going to do it. They're not going to do it anyway. So not only that, but like once I became mature enough to realize like, hey, like there's more to giving, right? You get more when you share, oh, like, right? But that comes with age. I would say that comes with age. So totally. I'm glad that I'm older now and wiser, but I would say a candle is another by light another. So the quickest way in any organization is be the light, help others succeed. Don't be the problem child and raise your hand when you want to grow because this company is the best at elevating you and taking you when you raise your hand, but, but don't raise your hand if your house isn't clean, right? There's, there's people that come through, like I, I'm in a mastermind with, you know, several managers across the nation and they've got several top reps. And I can tell you that sometimes those top reps are more of a headache than they are, you know, a blessing. And I hate to say that, but you know, why, why be that way? Right. Like you don't need to be that way. You will get more from the company when you come from a place of humbleness, when you come from a place of helping others grow, when you come from a place of wanting the company to grow because you're vested in it. Right. I mean, it's your 401k, it's your stock options. It's everything that they are pouring into you. So why not pour back into them? So the, the me factor I think it has to be, you just have to give away with that, but you also have to let your managers know, like, I would love some forward movement. What do you have? Crazy enough, I didn't realize that we had so many programs available that that are not publicly known. And, and I don't know why they're not publicly. I mean, I, I guess I could see why they're not publicly known because they are, they are programs to design for when they are trying to groom leaders and they're trying to put people in leadership positions that down the road, they want to see them in. There are programs like um, Karen Robertson and Erica Meinhardt put together one called uh, Women Inspire. Yes. And they, I was fortunate enough to be a recipient of that and go through one of those uh, programs. And it was incredible. Like it, it was high level thinking again, like surrounding yourself with people that are better than you, that have done more than you and be open and willingness to accept where you are and and willing to grow um, has really opened doors for me because I go in saying, I know nothing. Like I, I'm just here. I want to learn. I want to, what can I do to, what can I do to be better? Yep. And the company will give you the tools that you need, but again, your house needs to be clean. So don't, don't uh, you know, and I can say that now as a county manager, uh, there's some people that walk through the door and they light up my face. I mean, I just, I light up when I see them because they're just a ray of sunshine and there's others not in our operation, but there's others that in the company that I see and I just feel the drain. I feel the drain coming. And so if they're already, if they're projecting that, you got to know that what you're projecting is what people are going to pour into you. So if you're not putting that out there, that good energy out there, then, you know, the company notices that. And so we were with the best company, raise your hand, say, you know, I want to learn. Um, but I also think when you shine so brightly that they, that you, you can't be avoided. Right. So if you're shining so bright and you're, you come from an open heart and a humbleness, the company sees that and they reward you 100%. Every that, was, that was so good. I, true, that, was so, that was so good. And so spot on. Thank so you for true. that. Cause you were just nailed all those points. It's just, thank you. That was really, oh, you sum that up so beautifully. Um, I, I thank you so much for your time. You're absolutely unbelievable. I want to ask you my last question. I ask everybody I put in the hot seat this, cause I think it's important to know that 
um, your belief on this and that is in business or in life or in business, what do you know for sure? Oh, you know, that's the one question I didn't even, <laughs> that's the one question I brushed over. Um, what do I do? Good. Cause I want to feel it from the gut. Like, that's uh, great. you know, I think just, you have to come from a place of giving. I mean, what I know for sure is that, you know, you're brought in this world with nothing and you're going to leave with nothing. So give, give everything you've got to those around you and help them grow. And, and when you help others succeed, right. I mean, you're going to succeed. And so if you, if you come from a place of helping others and, and wanting to help see someone succeed, you're going to be successful. I mean, that's what I know for sure is, is I, I don't ever look at somebody with a sense of what can they, what can they do for me? I never, ever look at them with that. I always look at them with how can I help them? Can I help them? Do they need my help? Um, and then just kind of go from it from there, because if I look at them and, and I have looked at other people with like, oh, my God, if if I got that person, oh, man, I would be oh, this would be so awesome. But when you turn the tables and say, how can I help them? It's is such a beautiful reciprocation of what you get back versus it's no longer like debits and deposits, right? Or it's no longer withdrawals and debits. It's like you constantly don't have that tit for tat because I, I always felt like early on in my career, I would give and then I would expect, right? Or I would expect and then I would give. And now I'm like to the place of like, just give, like they're going to give to you what they want to give you anyway, right? And then you, you decide whether you let them take your energy or not. So there's so many other people out there that need you, want you, and want you in their life. So you just have to decide every day where to pour that energy into. And, and the most important thing is protecting your energy and yourself, right? It's not about like really, you know, you, you can't give what you don't have, right? You can't, you have to constantly keep yourself protected so that you can do what you do. You know, that's why the you know famous saying, if mama ain't happy, nobody ain't happy. <laughs> right nobody's not right so my boys know that like when I have to take time for myself they know that I have to recharge is so that I could be there for them to do what I need to do and so sometimes it's really realizing that on yourself is take time for yourself and take time to love on you and nurture you so that you can give back to others and that's probably what I know for sure. I love that so much. Happy wife, happy life. I think. It's yeah, like happy wife, that. happy life. I, <laughs> I I uh, love that because I think it's um under under you know estimate underrated. Like we we don't bring enough attention to the fact that um you know that when you lead with giving and you leave with gratitude, you lead with giving and gratitude. The abundance is it's, it's endless. Yeah. And it's, I was, I was raised the same way. You hoarded everything up, which is so useless in the scheme of things. You know, yeah. we didn't, you know, it, I, 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 I'm a big believer in that. Um, Val, here's my only regret. My only regret is that I didn't meet you in my life sooner because Aww. your just your infectiousness and your generosity and how, how, oh, like just smart you are in this, in mastering the craft as a salesperson and what they need to do as a leader, as a manager. I'm grateful that you're in my life. You know, it's been eight years now, but I wish it was sooner because I remember the struggle. I remember not having so many unanswered questions because I just, or I didn't have the right people in my life where people would say like, how do you not know this? You're a rep. You should know that. And so it made me quiet. And it was like, you got to figure it out on your own and figure it out on your own takes forever. That's why I love how you're like, I'm not going to figure out being a county manager on my own. I'm going to go pick brains. Like you today allowed me to pick your brain so that people are coming up in this life and business in our world. You know, it's so funny, even at home moms listen to this stuff. Like, I love when you put salespeople in the hot seat. I learned so much from You just, I gave you a gem today. I mean, so thank you for your time. You're so busy. You've got so much going on. You're learning yourself. You've got your amazing superstar, you know, son, he's amazing. And I'm wishing you all the luck for getting offers, right? Well, yeah, not yet. Not yet. We're he's going to, this guy's a stud, total stud. Um, you know, thank you for being so amazing. We are 
honored to have you a part of our, our team and all that you do here. I love watching you blossom and grow even more. I mean, you are always in the mindset of that you want to be challenged. Here you go. Here you go. Right. And uh, thank you for your friendship and your partnership. I appreciate thank you. you. Much. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, you guys. Bye, honey.